Hey again, everyone. Suddenly, the summer is sizzling in the Tri-State area with college basketball news. Welcome to episode 10 of the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. My name is Brian DiNovellis. This episode is all about Rutgers hoops. Are you ready, Rutgers fans? What a week it's been on the banks. It's like Christmas in July. You unwrap one present, it's Geo Baker withdrawing his name from the NBA draft, returning to Rutgers for his fifth and final season, thanks to the pandemic, but hey, why not? Then, just a couple of hours later, wait, what's this? Another present? Ron Harper Jr. announces his return for at least one more season on the banks. And if those announcements weren't enough to light up the Rutgers message boards, less than 72 hours later, we got word that six foot eight Ralph Agee was transferring to Rutgers from San Jose State for his fifth season of basketball. Thus capped off a wild three days of Rutgers basketball news. Safe to say with these announcements, it should keep Rutgers right in the thick of things in the top half of the Big Ten standings this season. Here to break it down for us is the head coach of Rutgers, Steve Peichel. Coach, how are you doing after receiving all of this exciting news? No, I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. It's, it's really been a great off season, to be honest with you, all the way around. And, um, you know, we're back on the road too, recruiting and uh, kind of getting someplace near normal, I guess, with COVID and everything else. So uh, it was an exciting, you know, few days. Uh, I do think the process, the NBA process was great for both Gio and, and Ron Harper. You know, you learn a lot about yourself and you have workouts and um, you do those kind of things. And then, you know, people get in a room and they make really good decisions. And, and I think uh, having both Ron and Gio come back, first of all, um, exciting for Ruggers Nation, but educationally too, Gio can continue a master's degree and Ron can finish what he started too. Um, get his degree here from Rutgers University. And I know having fans back in the stands and, and what have you is going to be really, really exciting. And then we also top that off with some great news with Ralph Agee, um, who committed to us, who's uh, going to help us a great deal. He's a, he's a really talented and great kid. Um, so we're excited about that. But what I'm most excited about actually is, is, is our current roster. You know, the guys have been working, you know, the guys that don't get any of the attention. They're the guys that have stayed. You know, it seems like everyone's focused on the portal and this and that. Well, you know, Caleb McConnell has had his best offseason and he's healthy for the first time. Paul Mulcahy's great off Cliff. Um, Cliff did unbelievable with the Nigeria national team and he's had an unbelievable offseason. He's probably improved as much as, as anybody. And Dean Reber's been great and Oscar and Mawat. Um, you know, Jaden Jones is a really talented, you know, freshman that we had that came at, you know, January. Um, he's gained 24 pounds, um, to play multiple positions can really score. So, um, you know, excited, you know, excited about our entire roster. Yeah, I really am. And, and so good days here. Good days at Rutgers. Oh, great days. I'm sure that the, you know, you received a lot of thank yous and, you know, uh, congratulations and all that, but listen, you, you know, you're only as good as your next recruit. And you said you've been busy in June. I want to get to all that, but let, let's touch upon the three guys who are, who, you know, made their announcements and with, with Baker and Harper, not only you're getting obviously proven scorers, we know about their ability to score because uh, two of your top three scorers from last season, their ability to hit big shots, both of them clutch shots late in games, but how about their leadership 
and what that will uh, bring and the continuity to this roster from last year to this year moving forward? Well, first of all, I mean, they're very experienced players, and I think that's, you know, as important as anything. You know, as you're building a program, you start off, um, you know, playing new guys, and, you know, you don't have a lot of continuity in the early years of it. And, and these guys have been with us um, through some tough times and then some really, really good times. And um, their experience and, and their leadership will be really, you know, counted on. But, um, you know, they're, they're, they're great. They're great kids. You know, they really are. And, and uh, you know, they're really good students and they're good examples of, of hard work and um, dedication and how you could, you know, help change a, a, a program. And so really excited, you know, to get them back for a lot of reasons, including the type of people they are, you know, it's not just the jump shots and the rebounds and the big shots, you know, they represent the university, the great guy, great families, um, you know, and, and to go along with our other players, they, they really complement each other well. And, and we're expecting them to have a great season. And I think they learned a lot from the process too. So I'm excited that they went through the process and people get nerve wracked by that, you know, process of going to NBA. I'm really glad this is our new problem at Rutgers, mm -hmm. you know, that guys put their name in the draft. When I, when I first got here, that wasn't the case. And now I expect, you know, guys to do that every year. And, and, and I love the fact, test, test yourself, figure it out, make good decisions. And um, I think that's what both of these guys have done. So what advice did you give both players and, and what do you think they learned from this process about themselves? Yeah, no, I think, you know, everyone has those goals to keep playing basketball beyond. And I think when you hear from other teams and other voices, you know, things you need to work on and improve on, you know, I, I do know one thing. We've had our best off season as a program. Um, guys are in the gym. Guys are working real hard. I, I think the improvements is, you know, by, by all of them have been tremendous. And I think, you know, when you're working out for NBA teams, maybe it motivates you to work a little bit harder and work on some of those things. And you know, I think they got a good feel for it, too. And I think they'll be more ready down the road for the next workouts and the next opportunity that they have to keep playing basketball. No doubt. Every experience you take is is an opportunity to grow, especially when you're learning from professionals. Um, Geo Baker has also been front and center, uh, you know, pushing to get college athletes to profit off their name, image and likeness. Um and, you know, and you've been very supportive of him. You know, are, are you proud of him? Do you, do, you, do you look and see what he's done and, you know, pat him on the back and say, you know, way to go? Yeah, no, I'm real proud. Our players have spoken out on a lot of different topics. And, you know, um, you know I'm very supportive and, and very proud of them, you know, for what they've been able to do and what they've meant. Um, you know, we have a guy running the, you know, foundation right now, uh, uh, grateful for foundation. We have uh, players that are in the uh, front of the line speaking about social injustice and then the name, image and likeness, you know, so um, our guys, you know, do a really, really good job and they have tremendous followings too. And I think their followings are the youth, you know, they, they have, they're followed by a lot of younger uh, people and uh, they can really help um, direct a lot of these causes, you know, to help make this world a better place. So um, proud of Geo, and, and, and but proud of all of our guys for taking those stands. And, um, you know, I think Ed O'Bannon started the process a long, long time ago. Yeah, and, there's a name. You know, the fact that these players now um, continue that fight and, and they've gotten through um, is exciting. And, and I really want to support our guys any way that I can for them, you know, to be involved in some – um, great opportunities. And so looking forward to seeing where, where it brings someone. 
So as a former college athlete yourself, college player at UConn, um, and also a father of college athletes, your daughter just graduated from Northwestern, played basketball there. You have another college athlete. Uh, your daughter played lacrosse, an All-American at Ridge High School, and she's going to North Carolina. Um, what do you think of this announcement coming out that, you know, with the name, image, and likeness, and um, is your daughter going to North Carolina? Is she trying to take advantage of this as well? Well, I mean, I think all the athletes will take advantage of it. They've got to kind of figure it out. It's all kind of new, you know, to everybody. Um, but it gives you different opportunities that we never had when, when we were, you know, playing athletics. So I think it gives them opportunities in the summertime. I think it gives them opportunities during the school year. Um, you know, but I tell my daughter all the time, you're going to college to get an education and be the best lacrosse player that you can be. And, and, and keep those as priorities, because once once your priorities go in the other direction, you spend a lot of time, you know, doing other things. So um, I look forward to her, you know, trying to figure out, you know, her and her teammates, how they can, you know, take advantage of maybe what can be some some unique opportunities. And, and I tell the same thing to my my players, like I'm, I'm supportive and I want them to be able to, you know, go into any area that they can or take advantage of any situation that they can. But also, you know, you're here to, you know, we want to win a national championship and, and, and graduate. Like those are the two things and they take up a lot of your time, you, you know, so have your priorities where they need to be. And, and uh, uh, you know, I think the rest kind of will fall into place. So uh, I'm looking forward to, you know, my daughter Olivia's journey. Brooke just missed it. She was on, right. you, you know, she's on her way out and she's heading to uh, school at George Washington University. And uh trying to be a nurse um, so she wouldn't be able to take advantage of it the way that these you know current student athletes do so I'm looking forward to seeing where the journey takes my you know my daughter Olivia oh fantastic best of luck to to both of them as they uh take on the next chapter of their lives you must be a very proud father that's for sure well I have two sons too so I'm <laughs> excited about them too I gotta mention that because I'm sure they'll be listening my son Kevin listens to everything and John is a junior here at Rutgers and doing very well so um, and Kevin's going to go into ninth grade and he's a basketball player. So uh, we'll see, maybe he could take advantage of the name, image and likeness down the road. Okay. I hope he shoots like his dad. I, I've heard some, uh, I heard he is a pretty good shooter. So <laughs> he makes more than his dad. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So let's talk about AG now Harper and, and Baker. It was expected that they would return. And then out of nowhere, uh, Ralph Ag comes along late in the process. So could you give Rutgers fans an idea of how this came about so late? And obviously you're very excited to have him. Yeah. I mean, you know, we were very uh, specific too with, you know, our needs and, and what we were trying to do in the portal. Um, everyone gets really excited about names popping up and when you start making phone calls, you know, I'm big on fit. I'm big in the locker room big on the type of people I bring into my program. Um, we took Andre Hyatt, who I'm thrilled with out of LSU. He's one of the greatest kids I've recruited, recruited him before he went to LSU. And, uh, you know, a really good student. Um, I had two players in the portal, quite honestly, and all the phone calls that didn't talk about starting positions or how many shots attempts they're going to get. These were the two guys that talked about winning and they wanted an opportunity to compete. They never once brought up, you know, some of the things that most people are bringing up in the portal. Um, they also talked about school. Um, Ralph will be a grad student. 
Um, and uh, Andre wants to uh, get a master's in business. So, you know, it was an academic decision. It was a decision that fit our locker room. Uh, obviously, there's a specific need to basketball wise. They do very, you know, unique things. Uh, Andre's a really good three point shooter um, with tremendous length. And then Ralph is athletic and could really score around the basket and he can guard fives and he can guard fours. Um, he's really unique. So uh, really excited. And, but after extensive backgrounds and working hard and getting to know these guys um, decided that they would be good fits for us. So, uh, you know, we really, I think did a really good job uh, with the portal. Um, you know, there's not solutions, every kid in the portal to your program, you know, um, um, these two fit and um, we're really excited about them and know that they're going to have great, great years for us. One thing I've always given you credit for since, you know, following your career as a coach at Stony Brook and Rutgers, um, your teams play tremendous defense, but also you're not necessarily going out there. Everyone wants to star player, but you're always looking for players and you talk about this, the fit. And no matter what the noise is around you, coach, I give you credit. You know, you're looking for the right fit and you find the right players who fit your system. So um, that, that's a credit to you and your staff, I must say. Well, you know what? I love that there's noise around because when I first took the job, there was no noise. Um, so I like the fact that people are talking about Rutgers in June and May and those kind of things, because that wasn't the case always. Um, I think there's more to putting together a roster than, you know, just trying to get the shiniest, you know, toy in the box. When you make those phone calls and you start hearing about, I want to take more shots and I want to, you know, like um, we have a veteran team, you know, we have uh, guys that have been around and guys that, you know, you know, are good players and have proven that they could, they could do that. Um, you know, you just got to be a good listener. And um, when you listen, you learn. And, you know, I think that's what we've really done as a staff and, you know, as recruiters and there's certain kids too um, that really fit here. And I want kids that want to be at Rutgers too. So there's that part of it, um, you know, that I'm big in and, and both these guys wanted to be at Rutgers. And, and I think you have more of a chance to succeed when you get kids that want to be at your university. Um, so excited, you know, excited about how we always go about, you know, business and, and, uh, don't make rash decisions and don't make emotional decisions, make the right decisions and try to try to do that. Even though it's a very imperfect world recruiting us. No question. Um, and, and, and listen, you, you've done it well. You have a great track record with it. And now as you look at this roster, I know you're excited about it. You talk about how talented it is. Um, from my perspective, it keeps you in the upper half of, of the Big Ten, the best college basketball conference in the country. We know what Michigan has returning in Ohio State and, man, Maryland uh, looking good and Purdue. But, you know, you're, you're right there, Coach, in my opinion, uh, to compete with those teams. Do you feel like you have a team that can uh, contend again for a Big Ten championship like you have the last couple of years? Yeah, I mean, without a doubt. We, we're trying to win a national championship. And uh, there's always good teams in our league. I don't think any year you're going to say uh, Michigan doesn't have good players. I don't think there's any year that you're going to say Ohio State doesn't. Uh, certainly they have great coaches and there's great coaches in the league. Iowa, I mean, the challenges in this league are unbelievable, but that's why they 
and prepare you to try to win a national championship, you know? So um, I feel as good about this roster as any that I've coached. Um, this group is experienced, um, huge. Our length is off the charts, our size, um, we're versatile. Um, and I like the blend of the young guys and the older guys. Uh, and they've had an unbelievable off season, by far the best. They're in the gym the most. They have real good chemistry. Um, yeah, so I'm excited and I'm excited people keep talking about us. Um, you know, that's a, that's a good thing, but the league is full of really good teams and that's why we're in the big 10, you know, right. and I'm excited about those challenges and you're going to have challenges in this league at 12 teams were ranked last year out of 14. I expect the same this year, you know, in, in, in our conference and, and, uh, with the coaches and the traditions of all these programs, you're just going to have to, you know, battle every night. You're going to go through some winning streaks, some losing streaks. Um, but if you can get through the gauntlet called the Big Ten, you're ready. You're ready for the NCAA tournament. And um, this team is is certainly uh, um, excited about the opportunities that that lie ahead. A couple of more questions, Coach. First of all, you know, thank you for taking time out of your busy summer schedule, uh, recruiting, and everything that you're trying to balance with family and and, and life and your job. Uh, the schedule. How is that taking shape? I know. A lot of fans, me personally, uh, I'm excited to see Rutgers and Seton Hall back on the slate. And I know that, you know, uh, both coaches came to an agreement. And by the sounds of it, you know, um, you know, you're, you're excited to play Seton Hall once again, because I know the fans are. And that should be some atmosphere. Yeah, I mean, it's always a great game. And Coach Willard does a great job. They got a tremendous program. So excited that, you know, um, after a COVID break, we, we get going. You know, with that game again, we, every year we play a top 20 schedule. So, uh, again, we're going to play 20 games in the best league in the country. And then, obviously, when you play Seton Hall on the road, and when you play teams like Clemson, who's NCAA tournament team last year, and we're playing UMass on the road. And then, obviously, we got to go to DePaul and play in the Gavit games. You know, your schedule becomes really, really difficult. And, you know, I'm just really proud of the fact. I think we've got five years running now. We've played a top 25 schedule at the end of the day. And that's not easy to do, especially when you're trying to build a program like we were, especially five years ago. So we play the most challenging schedule of, of anybody. And uh, it'll be it'll be that way again. And that's the good part. We'll be ready, uh, you know, for anybody. Have they made an official announcement about fans at the rack this season? Um, they haven't. I don't know. Um, I know we're having football fans, so I'm hoping that, you know, helps move things forward. But, you know, I would expect us to have the rack packed, and I think people are excited about that. I know my team certainly is, um, but I know that's the direction that it looks like it's headed in. And that should obviously uh, create a big home court advantage for you, Coach, because – uh, even opposing coaches know how hard it is to play at the rack. I mean, Rutgers Nation has been awesome. And, and uh, when our gym is jumping, it's as good and hard a place to play as any in the country. And in, and in five years, actually, um, now people are saying it's a top five, you know, environment in college basketball, which is unbelievable because five years ago, it certainly wasn't that. And so we're excited to get, you know, people back in the stands, our students, we miss them, uh, you know the uh, dance teams and the cheerleaders and the band, we got an awesome band. So I'm um, looking forward to getting them back. And the, when the rack is, is, is rocking, it's, it's really a, a fun place to be. And I know our players really, if you could pick one thing that they really missed from this year was, was that. And, and uh, I know they're looking forward to, 
you know, making it the toughest place in the country to play. No question. I know they embrace the fans and the, infan- the fans have embraced you and your program. It's great to see. It's, it's awesome to be able to talk college basketball with you in the middle of July, coach. And, and thank you for taking a few minutes out of your busy schedule. I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. I love it. Thanks for talking Rutgers hoops in July. Appreciate you. All right, coach. Awesome. There you have it. You heard from Rutgers men's basketball coach, Steve Peichel. He is excited. He's calling this his best roster ever in his time at Rutgers. And look, that remains to be seen. The last couple of seasons, Rutgers certainly has had dynamic rosters, talented rosters, tough to replace a guy like Miles Johnson, tough to replace a talent and a a gutsy player like Jacob Young. We realize that, but he has done an excellent job filling in the pieces, uh, like he said, through the transfer portal with Andre Hyatt, with Ralph Agee. Let's not forget what Jaden Jones can bring to this team, uh, a freshman who saw some time last year. This is going to be another exciting team, and it's going to be even more exciting when you have fans there at the rack, right? Rutgers is a tough place to play to begin with, but let's face it, all the teams in college basketball that enjoy massive home court advantages, Duke, Rutgers is right there. Heck, Penn State enjoys a home court advantage, all right? Uh, Michigan State. Michigan, on and on down the line, the, the, the great programs in North Carolina and so on and so forth, of course they're going to enjoy a home court advantage in front of their fans. But the way the rack is built, the acoustics in there, the fans right on top of the court, it just makes it a unique experience, especially when Rutgers is winning. They have won. They have won recruiting battles. I think this program is here to stay. All right. Uh, That's the way you build a program. It's not a one hit wonder. And you heard Coach Peichel say this has been a very busy month recruiting for him. Uh, There's new guidelines that have opened up post pandemic and they're hosting junior rising juniors and rising seniors on campus as we speak. So it's a whole new environment out there. And these these coaches are trying to sell their program. And obviously he's selling it to the right players. So there's no reason to believe that, that uh, you know, Rutgers can't challenge for uh, an, another NCAA tournament berth. It would be their second straight. That hasn't happened in some 45 years. Okay, so it's been a long time since they've been to the NCAA tournament. They checked that box. Now it's been a long time since they've went to back-to-back NCAA tournaments. They can check another box. He talks about winning NCAA championships. And rightfully so. Look, as the roster consists, I don't think Rutgers can win an NCAA championship, but who am I to say, right? When you get in there, you have to win six games in a row. I realize that. They're not a serious threat yet, but it's nice to talk those things. It's nice to sell that stuff to recruits. Let's keep building this one step at a time, one brick at a time, one NCAA tournament appearance at a time. And uh, the Big Ten is going to be rugged once again. And, you know, I named four of those teams and obviously, you know, you're going to have to contend with Michigan and Maryland and Ohio State and Purdue right off the top of the list. And obviously Michigan State's going to be very good again and Indiana and Wisconsin and, you know, those programs, their programs, they're good every year. Rutgers wants to be in the conversation with those teams every year. And they have put themselves in position to do that 
with the return of Baker and Harper and the additions of AG and Hyatt and the emergence and, and the development of Caleb McConnell and Paul Mulcahy and Mawat Mag. And of course, we want to see the development of Cliff Amorier. We want to see how he progresses from his freshman year to his sophomore year. We want to see him make that leap. He will battle for minutes with Ralph Agee. Now there are two viable centers going at it every day in practice and vying for important playing time and that starting position. Man, it is just great to be talking college hoops in July. We get the interview with Sandrew Mamukelashvili, and we'll be following uh, his progress over the next couple of weeks as we look ahead to the NBA draft. We're talking Rutgers hoops. Hopefully in the next coming weeks, we can get Mike Anderson from St. John's to come on, uh, Kevin Willard from Seton Hall to come on, and Danny Hurley from UConn to come on. I'm working on it. We'll see if we can make, get it and make, make it happen and get those coaches on too, because we'd love to hear how those programs are doing this off season. And obviously St. John's, those fans are excited with the return of Julian Champagny, uh, with him and Posh Alexander, two of the top players in the Big East and also one of the top combination, one-two punch in the Big East, put St. John's in the discussion again, uh, challenging for a Big East championship. So a lot of college basketball news happening over the last week. It's exciting times. It's exciting to be talking here in the Tri-State College Basketball Report. And I thank you for listening once again, it has been a blast talking with my special guest, Steve Peichel, head coach at Rutgers University. And uh, we will have another podcast for you just as soon as I can get another coach or a player to come on, or there's news to be heard about in the tri-state area. My name is Brian Dinovellis. Give me a follow on Twitter at Brian Dino. Thanks as always for listening to the Tri-State College Basketball Podcast. Until next time, so long.